Fred? Hey. Is that you? Matt? Are you ready to start this live stream? I'm I'm more than ready. I'm born ready. Danny Elfman, play my music. Hello. Sick, dude. <laughs> It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. <laughs> Kyle. Lowry. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. I am your host, and who, sir, are you? I am your producer, Matt Duncan, here at home in beautiful Newmarket, Ontario. Uh, I don't know why I threw to Danny Elfman for the uh, intro. Danny Elfman is not here in my house. I just want to get that thing clear right now. Uh, thanks for clearing up a couple things. Uh, the Danny Elfman situation and, of course, <laughs> where you are uh, located at the present time. Uh, I'm in High Park, Toronto. Uh, this is really exciting. It's our first, uh, it's our first live podcast. Uh, and the yeah. season is, we're, we're on the cusp of, uh, of a new regular season, uh, for, for the Raptors and for the NBA. Yeah. And for the uh, Confederacy of Dunks, we are starting season eight next week. Our eighth season is beginning, Freddie. Can you, can you stand it? Uh, I can stand it. I'm excited. Um, we're also part of something special. Uh, Twelve days of sonar, Matt. You wanna you wanna take it away. You wanna hit him with all the all the good deets. Yeah. So we're a part of the Sonar Network, which you obviously know. Thanks for checking it out. Sonar's doing the twelve uh, days of sonar, where you know, like every every day, there's going to be a different podcast doing a live stream that are on the network. And you know, if you're like an Advent calendar fan, uh, this is like the same thing, but for podcasts. Like it's sweet, it's delicious. You know, I've got one rocking right now in the house. Um, and you know what? I went a day ahead and ate a, a chaga for tomorrow, but uh, don't tell the wife is what I'm trying to say. So <laughs> I uh, just want to say, uh, yeah, thanks to the Sonar Network for putting this together. Guys, it's all about, you know, uh, subscribing to the YouTube channel, also checking out their Patreon. You know, we, we made this great special for them uh, yesterday where we, uh, with guests uh, Adam Christie and Arthur Simeon, we voted on the best 16th overall NBA draft pick of the 21st century. Now, I pick 16 because today is the 16th, the day that we are doing the live stream for Sonar. So check that out. You might be surprised who the winner is. Maybe you won't be. So, uh, yeah, you know, subscribe to the Patreon to find out who it is, dude. Folks, never, ever doubt Matt's galaxy brain, okay? <laughs> Everything is tied together. This is a universe, you know, the guests have their, their music, yep. every soundbite is layered, you know, whether Absolutely. it's cousins in a, in a hallway or whatever it might be. Um, but uh, yeah, Matt, let's, uh, let's just, you know, hit people with the other, you know, good stuff. Uh, oh, damn. Beautiful uh, anti-itch toque, perhaps, yeah. uh, you know, if they want to help us out uh, or find us online, all, all that shit. Yeah, you know, like you can go to thesonarnetwork.com. You're going to find us there. You're going to be able to listen to episodes there. We've all, you can also go to dunkspodcast.com. That's our website. Uh, it is. It looks like it's built by a 13-year-old, and we're proud of it, okay? It looks yeah. like a, a, a skateboard of a teenage boy with all its stickers on the bottom, and we're proud of it. skateboard thing. <laughs> That's a certainty for Matt these days. <laughs> We've got all our links there uh, for Instagram, our socials. Also, I think down there, Stacy put uh, all our links if you want to give a click there as well. And uh, yeah, Freddie, you point out the anti-itch toques. Now, look, there's only one on the market. We've got it. We've got the patent on it. Um, and we believe in it so much that we don't put a direct link uh, anywhere for it. So just Google Confederacy of Dunks and Shopify. Because, yeah, we do have a it. Shopify account. you got to find it blowing in the wind. It's yeah, but it will be first page Google, okay? You just do Confederacy Dunks, Shopify. It's going to come right up. Guys, we're running out. We got to do a reorder. So get them while they're hot. 20 bucks a head top. You're not going to be scratching that head at all. At all. 
I promise. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much it, isn't it? Am I forgetting anything? No, no. And just, um, you know, as always, email your city yep. councilors, Black Lives Matter, and yep. defund the police. Yep. And uh, Matt, if you feel like we're good to go, please just just give me the okay. 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 Well, we're set. So let's bring on. Uh, so you you squinted, so I feel like something like something <laughs> wild is gonna happen. So I'm like, okay, it must be the wine. It's the wine. Um. Uh. Yeah. Let's let's bring on a uh, uh, guest number one. Um. She's amazing. She's been on the pod more than anybody else. She's uh. She has got an excellent basketball podcast of her own, which of course she'll plug. Uh. You know, she's written on a bunch of stuff that you know. This hour is one stand-up of comedian. Uh, Beaverton stand-up comedian um, extraordinaire. You're damn right. Um, give it up as loud as you can without further ado. Even if you're at home alone, for Catherine Niker. This is the new thing. I think it's like a peace vogue. Oh my God. Yeah. It's a sit down peace vogue. Don't hurt your knees. Don't, you know, crouch down too much, too hard. Um, <laughs> once again, happy to be here. Happy to know that I'm your most available guest of all. It's, it's so true. <laughs> so true. That's not well, what we're about. Okay. It's no. It's a title I'm proud of. <laughs> you are you are the absolute best guest who happens to be super available so cheers yeah. <laughs> well thanks <laughs> you're, you're also the biggest uh lover of nick nurse so that's like a, mm-hmm. that's that's a special niche or as americans say niche yeah also very available for him too actually like i literally had a conversation today with my literary agent who was explicitly telling me how I need to not be so available. And I took it quite personally, and wow. but it was great. It was like a solid learning lesson. Does she know you're the most frequent guest on this pod? Or? <laughs> uh, no. Like, yeah, that's why. No. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's keep this baby moving and um, let's bring on guest number two. Uh, he's amazing. He's done the podcast uh, a bunch. Um, Best best real life basketball player I know. Uh, last time I entered him, I said that he was the host of oh I think the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> uh, so um, you know what? That's not true. Uh, but he is the host of the Great Canadian Bake Off uh, yes. or, or Great Canadian Baking Show. Uh, I'm close <laughs> enough. I'm close enough. It's Just not Mary Berry. Classic Freddie uh, plugs here. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Alan Shane Lewis. Oh. Yeah. Did you like that prank? I pranked you with having a Bart yeah. Simpson doll in the camera. I only saw, I went down for some water, so I just saw, but I recognize a Bart head when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> As it was moving off screen, I'm like, I'm pretty sure either something's going down, like it's a situation, or Alan's having some Bart fun. Alan's having some Bart fun. He was just in that room. I thought, I thought I'd bring him up here. But thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I love that music that I always get. And uh, yeah. Thanks for being here. Um, this is the best. It's going to be a, a fun live hangout. And uh I mean, let's just start talking basketball. Uh, there's just so much. There's too much. Maddie, if you got if you got a raptor sting, something beautiful, something weird, please, good sir, give it to me. When I say Bobby, you say Webster, Bobby. Webster, Bobby. Webster. That always slaps. <laughs> The collective pause after, like, I could feel everyone being like, oh, no. <laughs> Every time I play that sting. <laughs> I, you know what, though? Like, I'm, I hope, I hope you appreciate it. I'm on board at this point. Like, I, as soon as I heard it, like, and it's the voice, too, like, Bobby, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> you're, you're here, I'm like, I, I'm going to, oh, Matt. But then I'm still, and also I felt, I'm feeling a little bit of, like, you know, Bobby Webster love. He, uh. He signed. Uh, he signed a 
his extension. So that was good. Um, but uh, let me let me go to you first, uh, Catherine. Just uh, let me just throw it out there. How should Raptors feel about uh, Giannis signing the Supermax and um, at least for the foreseeable future playing for Milwaukee and uh, and not working his way to Toronto? Honestly, I think we should feel good to because first of all, I'm way happier for Milwaukee than I am sad for the Raptors. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's it's really great for them, and I think it's good for the league. And I think now that we know it's better than waiting till July to find out we're not getting Giannis. You know what I mean? Like, I think they always had to have a plan B in case this happened. And now they have more time to act on that plan. And I think I prefer just the, the knowing than the waiting till July and like, who knows if we would have gotten them or not. Like it was a huge risk to begin with. And there's still really good free agents out there. Like in particular, I'm really eager on Victor Oladipo. Like I think he'd be a great fit here. And I think, you know, on to the next. But let me let me ask you this. How much did you how much were you kind of like when you're thinking about the future of the Raptors? How much did you kind of buy into being like, you know, he's going to come and I, I think this is going to be part of the Raptors future. So like, before were, were, you, were you expecting it? In the last couple months, like in the last two, three months, I was not feeling optimistic, although I was maybe before when there was first chatter about it. And. I think that's because like we have to be extremely competitive for someone like Giannis to be like, Oh, I can go to Toronto and absolutely win. And -hmm. I don't know if we have that convincing of a roster right now. That's interesting. Um, I feel like, I mean, we have lost some veteran stuff, but I, I feel like, you know, you throw Giannis in there. And I, th- I think we're. Oh, you put Giannis on any team. They're like yeah. they've got a shot. Like, don't get me I'm wrong. Just, but I just, just mean like I mean, you know, it, it would depend what we lost, obviously. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I have a couple things to say, but I I, I want to hear Alan's op- opinion first before I kind of like. There, there, there's so many different Giannis uh, like wavelengths I think to go on, but um, same question, Alan. How do you think Raptors fans should feel about this Giannis signing? Um. I don't know. I don't think it's discouraging. I think it's just Giannis went to the place he wanted to go to. But when it comes to down to a Supermax, I don't know that too many instances where the Supermax actually turned out well, mainly uh, for both teams. So I'm not worried that, that you know, down the, down the line, some type of movement can be made and we can, you know, trade for a certain player. Because I believe John Wall has a Supermax and where is he playing? He's in Houston right now. So I think, you know, a lot of things happen. A lot of things change. And I know that we kind of geared up our roster to kind of make room for him in two, uh, 2021. But yeah, to what to uh, Catherine said, you know, there's players like Victor Oladipo, there's Blake Griffin, there's different players and pieces that we can bring in. And I think players that could probably fit in our system a little better than uh than Giannis I didn't really like give it too much anything because I was always joking about it. I was like oh yeah it'd be nice for him to come out here and hang out on the east end and like you know and do his yeah, thing for sure but, that, make a Dan for was that your yeah. Kermit the Frog that was like your yeah. Kermit <laughs> whatever I talk yeah, about Dan Ford, Bart, immediate like Kermit. Kermit the Frog that's just who I am <laughs> He lives in Houston by Peep Station. Um, but, uh, but like, um, I didn't care until Mark Spears made that that point where he's just like, uh, I was actually hearing that the Toronto was like the number one contender. If, if, oh, I didn't was know gonna, that. yeah, that part was like, well, I didn't need to know that I, now. Okay, wait a second. I didn't know that. Damn. I didn't wait, like okay, that. So hold on, hold on. You're, you're, you're breaking a bit of news for me and Catherine here. So, so what, what, what is the, should, should I look it up? What's the Mark Spears? Yeah, it's just Mark Spears was talking to somebody from, I believe, uh, one of our Canadian media in like from Yahoo Sports or something like that. And he was saying like, he believed that Giannis was, was, uh, if there was a team that he would have left it, like Warriors chat was not, was actually just like whatever, the Dallas Mavericks was whatever, but it, it was the rappers who were like the actual in the running for like the place he would actually leave to go to. And then I heard that and I was like, well, I didn't need to know that. That's like the type of information like afterwards. I don't need to know. You know, it's like, yeah, that, well, we're done. We're done here. Don't don't talk about it anymore. That stings a bit. But I think that kind of speaks to what, you know, Catherine was saying about being a really good team. You know, whether that's for Giannis or another player, mm-hmm. like I think. Where, where I'm at, like, I'm, I'm not disappointed at all, really. Like, I like I guess 
I just I've never really envisioned a situation as a Raptor fan where it's like, okay, July 1st happens. Um, the biggest free agent in the world is flying to Toronto first. Then he's going to do this meeting. Then he's going to go to this other place. It's like, I just always feel like, I I feel like the the hierarchy of the NBA kind of doesn't work like that. Like we're not, we're not there. So in my opinion, it was never really going to be like, that's why I never really understood the, the, you know, saving money on Fred or saving money on anyone who's good, really. Like I just didn't get it because Uh I don't think that, we can be good if we're saving money when there's a good asset like Fred or like OG, you know, Um, I'm sure sure we're going to pay him a lot of money. And I think to your point, Walls changed teams. Chris Paul's changed teams, you know, Russell Westbrook, right? Yeah. Russell Harden, TBD. Uh, I think uh, Blake Griffin signed a supermax and was traded, but you know, you you know, he's changed changed Mm -hmm. hands. So, I don't necessarily think it's final, and I feel like how wild would it be? Like how wild would this be? You know, they have some kind of loss, don't make the finals this year. Bud gets fired. Then it's like that's their one year excuse, where it's just like, okay, it was it was all Bud's fault. Mm-hmm. Some new coach comes in, something else doesn't work out. You know, whatever. Middleton has an off season. All of a sudden, Giannis is kind of like, wait a second, I'm the fourth seed. Or you you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I feel like it's it's hard for people to envision. I don't know. In, 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 I, I don't vi- think it's going to play out like that, though. Why not? Because I think, like, if you asked me a week ago, I would have agreed with you. But I think because Giannis did sign with them, and they have the same coach, and they have a lot of the same guys, I'm just like, there's a reason he believes in that group. You know what I mean? I, I don't think he just did this to be nice. Like, I think he legitimately believes in that group and that city. And I think he legitimately wants to be there. I really do. Like, I could see him. I Like, I don't know. Like, I could see him having his whole career there. I think he just might be that dude. I, okay, I think, well, he, I think you, you're kind of stepping on something that's really like, 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 like I think Giannis is just built differently. I think he's like motivated by different factors. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Like he sees the, uh, the 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 legacy from beyond, where he's just like, look, if I if I don't get this chip, then this is going to be whatever. But I do think frustration is something that can play into it, and I, I think there is some like, um, especially when you gave up all those things for Drew Holiday as your second piece, and not getting Bogdan Bogdanovich and just kind of fucking things up. Playing, oh, whoops, am I allowed to swear? <laughs> So I already swore once and nothing happened. <laughs> I forgot we're live. You just like if it happens, it happens. And then hopefully there's not like the you know RCMP out like. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I think messing up that trade is another piece. And I think I, I just I just don't like that. Um, I don't think they got better. I truly don't believe. Swearing is very okay. Also. Swearing is very okay. Okay. <laughs> <Phew>. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, I just that that Milwaukee roster. I just I'm not. I don't think they got better. I don't think so, to be honest. And well, I, I think I think. Sorry, I I just feel like because I agree that they didn't get better, and yet he still stayed. Yeah. I, I don't know. Sorry. So I think I think we're touching on a couple of things here. Like Giannis being a bit different makes sense, right? His his story isn't the average you know superstar story. He might not you know as someone who's you know, from Nigeria and Greece, he might not look at, um, you know, he might not look at LA and New York as like a place like got to go there or even Miami, you know what I mean? Like he might value different things. And I think, you know, to, to, to your point as well, Catherine, like he, he's, he's loyal and he's also confident and wants to like prove it. And I mean, I'm I'm just going through going in so many places here because I was such a believer in Milwaukee being really good last year. And so many people doubted them all last year. And when Miami beat them, I feel like the, the, the majority of people were like, yep, I expected that. Mm. And, and I didn't, I was totally like, what the hell? I thought, I thought Milwaukee was incredible. Like, I was actually kind of surprised they didn't steamroll Miami or, you know, it it was just weird to me how it went down. Obviously Eric Bledsoe got COVID and, 
you know, there, you know, Budenholzer wouldn't make adjustments, but yeah, uh, I, I, I want to move on to Raptors stuff, but um, yeah, but I agree. I thought I thought the Bucks were going to be better for sure. I was surprised. Um, and this year, yeah, I think Drew Holiday is an upgrade, but we'll see. It's uh, I think their their system's a little bit more exposed. So yeah, I think when you like, when you play Giannis, you got to like su- surround him with three point shooters, and when you get rid of George Hill, like your top three point shooter, and put in Drew Holiday, who's like you know a decent guy, but like defensively, yeah, you have a good lockdown, but you still haven't surrounded him with three-point shooters you lose Wesley Matthews you know you kind of lose that kind of sting or that kind of the venom with the team so you could double team Giannis now you can double team off that the pick and roll you can do a, a high one you don't have to worry about too many of the you know that third option on the on the uh on the, on the weak side being open so I don't know a lot, a lot of variables with that team right now I feel all I'm saying is watch out for Dante DiVincenzo <laughs> getting the minutes um, getting the minutes okay let's uh you know okay like Let's just go into some Raptor stuff because Malachi Flynn looks incredible. Like yeah. I, I think there's all sorts of takes from the preseason, um, and and we'll we'll bounce around a little bit. But let me go to you first, Alan. Uh, like how like I'm freaking out, kind of. I think he looks incredible. He looks super composed, smooth from the three, good on D, high IQ fairly explosive like i'm just not even understanding why he wasn't a really high draft pick yeah um i don't know i think he wasn't in a very sexy conference because he was doing stuff out there because like a four-year player you don't usually see that that often a four-year player that actually wants to be there and plays and he was like a defensive player of the year in college too as well so a lot of that stuff translates to how ready he is right now so he's hitting the ground running because this guy already has that kind of defensive mind motor and he just looks very confident in himself and the ability to move around he's playing like an extreme vet and because he kind of is one he played those extra couple of years out in college but yeah it's surprising to see that a lot of nba teams kind of passed on him and you know, once again, I, I always say this, but trust the Messiah. I believe he has the ability to kind of see these players and see these up, uh, people who just need the opportunity. That's all always, they need. All they need. And, and he always picks them up. So it's good on him for picking them up. And I'm glad he's with us. And however we use him, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunity for him because he could be the second string point guard if we lose a Lowry or, you know, trade a Van Vliet. Or we could chip him off. There's different things we can do with him. But I'd, I'd like the kid right now. I think he's very strong in these past two, two games. I know I don't want to – I know it's preseason, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm loving that kid. I think he's for sure going to be a first-team rookie. Yeah, he looks incredible. So I'm trying not to get too excited. And yeah, for sure he's gonna. There's lots of competition at the spot, but you know, having having a ton of talent is never never a bad thing. Catherine, what do you think about Malachi Flynn? So do you think his name's cool as well? His name's great. His name's great. He doesn't even need a, a nickname, honestly. Like his name is great. But uh, I, I, historically, I've never watched a preseason game, and I'm definitely not watching one without any fans. So, like, cheers. Okay. I will take everyone's word for it that he's great. Ah. And, and like, I, but I will say this, and this is like controversial as a Raptors fan, but like. We kind of need him to be great, you know, like we really need him to be really good. Like we I would almost argue we we need this guy to exceed expectations here because and this is like I don't even like saying this, but I really don't think we're keeping Kyle at the end of the season. Mm. Straight up, Mm. I think I'm look, we all trust him aside, but we also know Masai's a little cutthroat. I don't think he's signing a 35-year-old guy to long, like a long-term deal or something. Like, I don't think he's going to give Kyle what he deserves, although he says, like, we will give Kyle his flowers and stuff. But, like, I think he means, like, when he retires, I think he's going to let Kyle, like, go off somewhere else for, like, the last, like, two years of his career and try to get a ring somewhere else. Catherine, don't cast doubt. You know what I mean? What if it happens? No, it won't happen. No, no I, mean, I, I would love to be wrong. I would love to be yeah. wrong. I would love no. to be wrong. I think we gave him his flowers with that like $30 million contract. I thought that was it. Yeah. Like that beefy boy contract that we gave him. I think that was definitely kind of saying, hey, we respect what you've done here. But I'm like, well, after this, like you better find that somewhere else. So, yeah, yeah if, if we do end up trading Kyle Lowry and trying to get something back because if we let him go in the off season, you know, we don't really get anything back other than that freed up cap space. So yeah. I think, yeah, maybe moving into like a contender, like a Clippers or something like that, which would. Oh, <laughs> anybody oh, but the Clippers. If he went to okay, the Clippers, you know I might quit the NBA. Honestly, I, gotta, I, I might like quit. 
I have to like chop down this conversation. Like, <laughs> this is in, this is this is just too stressful for me. Okay, because oh, Brandon, I'm sorry. You, no, like with, with Kyle, Kyle going to the Clippers. I honestly like find me in the Humber <laughs> River. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, I'll be or, there right with you. Yeah. And 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 also Masai, you know, hasn't resigned, and it's okay. okay. But you know, those two. If if somebody if somebody tells me that Masai is leaving the Raptors, like, don't give me five minutes. Like, just say that to me and walk off. Like, because I'm, I'm, I'm taking a long walk. I'm taking a three-day walk. I'm just thinking about <laughs> life. And hopefully at the end, I become Dr. Manhattan. I want to know where, how far you can get in three days. <laughs> I think, I mean, if I'm, if I'm, like, actually becoming Dr. Manhattan, super far. Mars, uh, other places. I think you get to Montreal in three days. I, I want to believe that. Oh, oh yeah. Three yeah. full yeah. days of walking. It depends on how much like the wear and tear in the body, but um, okay, you know, Catherine, I, I guess I can't really ask you this because I was going to say what what have you not liked so far about um, about the preseason? But I think maybe the preseason in general. Well, I mean, I don't like Terrence Davis getting minutes. I really yeah. want him off our team. Yes. They should put him on leave with with pay, whatever you know. While mm-hmm. this trial plays out, I think it's really distracting. And it's like, you don't want to root for a guy that's literally on trial. Like, <laughs> like you know, like, let him have his due, like, you know, his time in court. Let him argue his case, whatever. But, like, uh, that's, I don't like it. Yeah, it's frustrating and and kind of really, like, sucks the pleasure out of something that's otherwise, you know, pleasurable and then it, it, it brings you to a space where it's kind of like you're you're trying to combine these these two different things that have no business being combined and um yeah i mean we have a lot of players too so and i and i know there's the whole players uh players union and and the bargaining agreement and you can't really you know unjustly just not play somebody, but I, I also feel like there's not enough will or want to just um, make the situation right. You know, yeah. uh, there's you, you can hide behind protocols as long as you want, but I think at a certain point it's just going to become too painful for fans and you know for players too, uh, yeah. and for everyone involved and the victims. Um, yeah. Sorry, not to go. Uh, no, I went there. I went. Not there. to go too, too right. sad there, but it is. Yeah, it's 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 been. I mean, not like is uh, I think very, very light for what that is. It's been shitty. Uh, Alan, is there anything? I mean, I assume also you don't like that, but is there anything? Yeah. You no. Yeah, I was, like I was gonna otherwise? say that. Yeah, I was gonna say that too because it feels very NFL-y where we're just kind of like trying to just put them there and like turn it back to it and be like, I hope everyone forgets, you know, kind of those things where it's just like not a, a recent thing. So it's just like, Oh, it's out of sight, out of mind. So that was kind of strange on that end. Cause yeah, when I saw his name, I'm like, he's playing. Okay. Uh, all right. But um, as far as, too. yeah, yeah. The crucial minutes. Um, one thing I will say, I don't like it. Just, I don't like our, our big situation. I, I think it's, it's, it's looking kind of scarce out there seeing, uh, it, it, like Boucher, I'm happy to see him out there and get some minutes. And same with Baines. Baines has a very soft touch and good post presence and good defensive stuff. But I just we still need that third one. Alex Len, I just I've I've not been a fan of Alex Len for a while now. So it's 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 strange to see him in, in my 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 team's jersey. So I'll root for him. I, I hope for the best for him. But they're just he just doesn't have the mobility that we kind of need in big and the aggressiveness. And um, Bembry is a weird switch for our. What's his name? Uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, like mm-hmm. those very defensive grounded uh, athletic kind of wing guys who can play defense. But uh, the difference between Bembry and Rondé, I think Rondé kind of knows who he is and doesn't try to shoot those threes while Bembry will shoot that. And he's shooting coming off of like one of his worst shooting seasons, shooting like 20, like six percent or something like that. So there, there seems to be some missing gaps in our roster that I hope can be addressed as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does seem like a roster that is not finished 
and mm. is going to need some kind of complementary parts. It does seem like we, we have a lot of talent, but maybe maybe guard heavy and maybe kind of like log jammed at that position. Uh, I, I was also thinking that it was, you know, like the, the, I I feel like Len, the longer he plays with the winner, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking a little bit of that Kool-Aid of the like Raptors kind of saying like, we're this amazing development place. We can turn him into something, but I will say it definitely seems like, a makeshift big scenario. Mm. Like, it's not like we, like every night we are going to, or most nights we're going to be going up a big that's better than our bigs. Yeah. Um, and I also think it's going to force Pascal and OG to kind of play big more, which could be cool. But yeah, I think, you know, the, 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 the way the roster's put together is going to determine a lot of that. Yeah, I, 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 I hope Len does well because, like, you don't get picked fifth for no reason. Like, there's something. You've shown some type of glimmer and hope to become something. It's just that he hasn't become it. So, yeah, if he has the ability to become what uh, I think Phoenix drafted him uh, uh, yep. become. So, if you know, ho- hopefully the Phoenix staff wasn't completely wrong. So, yeah. Our, um... <laughs> I'm just going to let you finish pouring your water. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was like, oh, God, how loud is that? <laughs> um, listen, I'm thirsty. I don't know what to do. Uh, no, our well, highest draft. All right. I kind of want to jump in here right, with right. what Alan was saying. Because uh, while you both get your little water breaks in. Because this is what I meant earlier, like, off the top when we were talking about Giannis and just how <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure if we're a competitive enough team to, like, ultimately – attract him because I think losing Serge was a really big mistake and I don't and and it was on us like he wanted to stay and Masai lowballed him and I think it's like the biggest mistake he's made since like the um, Damari Carroll signing like like, and I say biggest mistake like this isn't a man that's made a lot of mistakes but I I think but but this was a mistake in my opinion like I think we really needed him and I think losing him to the Clippers really sucked I I totally agree. I don't know what happened there. The relationships seem amazing. Surge is like such a part of our team, our culture. Masai and I didn't think, give him a good offer. Yeah. No, oh yeah. I guess. Sorry. That's that. That's that's the deal. Um, and yeah, that sucks because I feel like Surge was always worth more than his contract, even when mm-hmm. people said his contract was was bloated when he first signed it. But like beyond his skills, it's just he's such a value valuable like part of the team and our and our toughness and i think you get a guy like him and then you also hopefully get a guy like baines you know what i mean yeah. it's like and and i feel yeah it does feel like we're a little bit bare but i just want to say um that i think it's funny that stanley johnson and um alex lynn are the highest draft picks on the team <laughs> Oh, I just no. sorry. I feel like I, I feel like that's that's just so perfect for the Raptors. Like the only our highest draft picks are like these kind of like projects washed ashore, and all of our <laughs> best players are just like deep cuts for the most. We part. almost do better with low. Like we have to have a draft pick that's twenty or below. Like we can't have a top pick. Like we mess yeah. it up. Although Masai's yeah Masai's highest the pick Barnani is Burn. Oh yeah, Bargnani. But Masai though, Masai's highest pick is uh, Pirtle. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that's um, that's we, crazy. Uh, that's crazy. I know. <laughs> uh, I was, yeah, he's like, cause like, yeah, Pascal in the twenties. You know, I mean, we we could go through them. They're all they're all super low because we've been good. Damn. Um, okay, you want to talk some NBA ball or what? Yeah. Yes, yeah, uh maddie i assume you're there somewhere i hope everything's okay um but please (laughs) sir give me your most ghostly adam silver sting this is adam silver (laughs) that's big boat horn Wow. <laughs> Matt came in with a lot. If Adam of Silver doesn't arrive on a boat, like he's not traveling right, you know. Oh, totally. And that boat is gonna have like it's gotta be like a big steamboat, but it's gotta be like like fun and lighthearted. 
Yeah, it's like one of those like anthropomorphic boats that are like kind of alive, got like the eyes in the front, you know? Alan, you are coming right. from where I'm coming they from. They should change the draft uh, um, ding to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but funny you should mention, yeah. <laughs> funny you should mention the draft ding. on the board. Ding. Uh, Matt, I think this is a good time. I've If I've been a bit distracted, time, that's what I wanted to say. Uh, I've been doing an NBA draft for the first part of this podcast. I completed my team. Uh, I wanted to run some of the the, uh, the players by you. Uh, how does that sound? Can I can I tell you guys who I drafted? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, Matt. Um, I know I know you got something special, so please. <laughs> A little bit quiet, but also like you know. Harry, I don't. I always feel like that's Harry Potter. Sorry. It sounds like it was sampled from Home Alone. That's what I always think of when I hear it. <laughs> yeah, he like he turns the doorknob. Yeah. <laughs> Mar, the drafted play is in there. Run! <laughs> I don't know the which character that was. <laughs> okay, uh, are you ready for this team? Poof. Um, <laughs> a one, a Steph Curry. It's good. Eric Bledsoe. Hmm. Dennis Schroeder, mm. Paul George, mm. Jeremy Grant, mm-hmm. Blake Griffin. <laughs> Shit, my team sucks. Um, <laughs> Nikolai Vucevic, JV, Marvin Bagley, Kevin Herter, Yaka Pertle, Kevin Porter, Kevin Porter Jr. <laughs> Honestly, that's what happens when you are that's doing a podcast conference playoff team and a Western conference, not in the playoffs team. Um, Hot take alert. Sorry. Say that one more time. Hey. So that's a playoff team in the Eastern conference, but not in the West. Hey, you know what? I can work with that. Yeah, there you go. If I can get my team to the playoff, you know, like if, if I get my team to the play in game or whatever. Um, which should be fun. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's let's move on from my really. I, 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 I hey. was excited to talk about my team, but now I just want to move on because no. I, I, here's the I I had Kevin Herter last year too, and it was in a situation where he wasn't getting a lot of threes. But I think maybe this year with the spacing, you have Bogdan, you have Gallo, it might the ball might flow a little better. So I know I'm just I think Atlanta's packed. Yeah, like I feel like this. I don't know if he's going to get the. You need at least one or two for him, and he he might be able to do that for you. Okay, all right. You know, you you, you two are lifting me up. This is good. This is good. <laughs> um, I am going to search the waiver wire after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Try and figure some shit out, but uh, um, yeah. Okay, where? Uh, yeah. So uh, a little bit back to the uh, the Giannis. Uh, signing but this i i, I want to take the angle of um the supermax contract in general uh so you, let me go to you for sound like I, i'm asking do you think this saves the supermax but what i'm also really asking is like do you think this does anything substantial to restore like the balance of power in the nba or the idea that a small market can be competitive and retain, yeah. you know, two-time MVP. And, you know, they don't have to be from L.A. or Miami or um, New York or Boston or whatever. Well, the Supermax worked uh, personally against me, so I, I don't really am not happy for it right now. So I don't know how to, <laughs> how to praise it objectively. But, yeah, it's nice to see that a small market can retain the player that uh, they, you know, their, their grassroots kind of um, talent that they, they drafted into the league. So it's cool to see kind of in that. But I, once again, I don't, don't, don't know too many Supermax contracts that ended up well that like down the line, I think it always becomes a very clunky thing when it comes to yeah. year three, four, five, and it's hard to kind of move those players. So you're kind of stuck with them and you're usually stuck with a very unhappy player who you can't move because once again, their contract's like 40 million a year. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I just want the rest of the contracts to kind of come up to as well. So we can have those kind of flexibility and those, those opportunities for trades uh, going forward. Cause I think what Steph Curry, Steph Curry has one, right? Yeah, so it's funny you should mention Steph Curry because, like, I think uh, I was looking through the list of 
of the guys who have this. And I feel like, you know, a, a lot of people have max contracts. And if, you know, if anyone listening is confused between the idea of like a super max, it's basically extra money that, you know, in the last player agreement, they were kind of, you know, the trying to incentivize keeping these, these mega stars by giving them the most money possible yeah. uh, and an extra year. And Curry is on it. Lillard is on one. And, um, and now Giannis is on one, but to your point, Alan, a lot of these it? guys, well, no, no. A, a bunch of guys are on it, but a bunch of them have oh. moved already. Right. So you got, oh, Russ those with, are the guys that have stayed. Sorry. Yeah. yeah sorry. So you, you got <laughs> Rust with OKC. Uh, he's gone. Um, Wall is now in Houston. Uh, I, I'm confused. I, I think Blake Griffin signed one. Blake Griffin. See, n- n- the weird, the weird thing about yeah, like trying to incentivize. He was traded. Sorry. That, that extra like couple million dollars. It's like we don't live in the NBA of 1975 or 1980 or even the 90s. These players can make money other places. They can these get the shoe endorsements. They have social media. So they're not too worried about where their bread is coming from. They just want to play where they want to play. So it kind of gives power to the players in that in that sense of it. But you saw players like Harden walk away from that extra $50 million. So it's like they're not necessarily motivated by that money. They're more motivated of being in a position where they can play basketball where they want to play. Um, just some, some fun stuff popping up. Uh, Chris Wilson, um, uh, hilarious Chris Wilson, uh, of a bunch of things, Peter and Chris, Second City. Uh, my buddy, he is also on the Sonar Network, and uh, he is wanting me to check in and make a trade with him. Uh, I can't do it right now. I'm on the pod, Chris. <laughs> my team is so bad that I really got to get in there, I feel like. But uh, I, I also have to stay focused. Giannis, Catherine, where where are you at on uh, on like kind of like the I, the I don't know the state of the supermax, the state of the the top MVP level player staying with the franchise that drafted them? Do you think like well, like this, I think- this is a symbol of like you can do it right? Like you know, if New Orleans built a better situation, Davis, you know wouldn't have demanded to go to LA. Oh my God. Okay. You know, <laughs> it's not even bit- silly. You know, Steph Curry for Trey Halliburton. I'm in actually. Isn't it uh, Tyrese Halliburton? Is it Tyrese? You know what? That's how, that's how <laughs> yeah, I was like, Bobby rated I am. Um, Sorry, you're going to make that trade. No, definitely. Oh, not. I was gonna. Okay, Steph Curry's gonna. I'm like, out. what? Um, okay, so sorry. Getting back to this, I think. Look, like if the Bucks win a championship, then yes, you know what I mean. Then it's all worth it, and and I think that saves the super max, as you put it. But like, if Steph Curry is the only player that signs a super max and then wins a championship with that city, then I do think it'll be looked at as not successful overall you know what i mean but like like if if portland somehow can win and if the bucks win you know before these guys retire like i don't know then yeah i think then it it's proven to to work because then that's three teams that won championships with supermax contracts and smaller markets like golden state became a bigger market after they won right like they were considered a smaller market until they started winning and got gentrified and moved to San Francisco, right? But they were a smaller market before. So, I mean, it can work. And, like... No, you do have to burst through. It's true. Like, Dallas was, like, you know, the sleeping giant before they won with Nowitzki. And Mm -hmm. there is this idea of a team that, like, you know, once you do erupt. But let me just ask you this, Catherine. If if Lillard retires a Blazer and they never win a championship, are you... Do you think that, like, well, then that contract is, like, this this idea of like it doesn't even matter, like if the player's not good enough to win a championship, then well, why? I think he's good enough to win a championship. It's you know, it's the it's the talent you have around him, but also just luck. Like Portland's just had terrible injury luck for like a decade, you know, and that's not Lillard's fault. I I think I think Lillard. Okay, like I don't know the entire history of the Portland Trailblazers, but you got to imagine he's the greatest player in their franchise history or at least top two or something like who did they have when they won? Like, I don't well, know. Funny you should say back in like 1970 something. Right. Bill but Walton? 
Bill podcast on this. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. It's yeah. Carmelo Anthony, is the right answer. <laughs> um, which I learned. Because yeah. he's the most famous blazer. Kiki Vanderway. I think that was somebody, <laughs> or no, I don't remember. Clyde Drexler is up, is up there. I no, mean, for all I know, that was like a member of Sly and the Family Stone. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds like a famous person of that era. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think he's a local legend. And I think, you know, for certain teams, like, it's worth it to have that. Like, look, like, like the Raptors are going to make money off of vintage Lowry jerseys forever. And that's worth it, you know? Like, I just, I think with a city like Portland, same thing. And they don't even have as many um, professional league teams. I think that's the only one. Yeah, so, Um, I don't know. I mean, I even if they don't win, but let's say they have a year where they actually, like, make it to the finals, like, that, that's still, like, a really big deal for that market and a big deal for Lillard, future Hall of Famer. You know, you rolled the dice, you went for it. What, what else are you going to do? Okay, last question, sticking with you, Catherine. Um, I mean, I know you don't watch preseason. Uh, I've been watching a lot of basketball because uh, I'm very happy that it's back. Uh, nerd. Oh, did I get a nerd? Did I get a nerd echo? Um, I am a nerd. Um, you bullied on your own podcast. You're a dead man. Uh, but um, all jokes aside, uh, no, I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nerd alert. Uh, okay, cool, cool. Uh, the graphics um, help me out. Uh, no, okay. What's more exciting than, than Kevin Durant, uh, Catherine? Uh, just just being back. Honestly, general. not not. Much. He looks good. <laughs> I mean, uh, this season. Look, like, I'm not really looking forward to the season. I think I watched, like, two minutes of a preseason game and was like, this looks and sounds terrible. Like, if I was a casual fan, I would definitely be out for the year. Like, if I hadn't started my own podcast, like, I really don't know what the NBA is doing to, like, keep me engaged right now. Like, these games do not look good. They don't sound good. Like, there, <laughs> there's not much to look forward to this year. I think Kevin... Seeing Kevin Durant and seeing the dumpster fire that is the Brooklyn Nets is probably going to be the most exciting part of the regular season, hands down. Wow. I Okay, Catherine, you're coming in swinging. I know. I am absolutely loving it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going all over the place on, on Brooklyn. I'm like, there's a part of me that's like total disaster coming up. Another part of me that's like, wait a second, they have a lot of good players. And there's another part of me that's like, oh, Kyrie, KD, did you see the Instagram? And then there's another part of me that's like, but Steve Nash, Tony, what's going on? So, uh, okay, I, and, and KD looked good. Like, I, I think that's what, you know, let's all cross our fingers. I, I, I've, I've said before on the podcast that I, you know, I'm just worried and, and, and I doubt that he'll be able to be an all NBA level player from the standpoint of just like how good you have to be on defense, how explosive you have to be in general. Like, I think the shooting will be there for sure, but I I guess I'm expecting, you know, a bit more of like an older Dirk. And I think maybe it might still be a lot closer to KD, but Catherine, I feel like you wanted to. Oh, I just have a quick like theory about how I think the Brooklyn Nets season is going to go. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, I could be wrong. I'm not a fortune teller, but like, you know, I'll, no, I'll, you are. I'll go you for it. I'll go for it. Know. She is a professional <laughs> fortune teller. I just pull out all these crystals. Anyway. <laughs> um, like, I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to have a really good regular season. And I think they're going to win games that they have no business being in just based off of talent alone. And I think they're not going to load manage. I think Kevin Durant's going to look great. I think there's going to be a lot of MVP. VP talk around Kevin Durant. I don't know if he'll win it, but I think he'll get a lot of hype. And then when the playoffs happen, that's when you're going to start to see the communication breakdowns happen. You're going to see a lot of ISO ball, a lot of hero ball uh, in close situations. And I don't know if they get past the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. That's how I think it's all going to go down. Wow. I, I think I'm, you know, fairly into that. Like I, I think they're definitely going to have some, some struggles. Um, and continuity issues. Uh, but 
it's it's exciting. I think it's going to be must watch TV. They're going to be Alan, interesting, no matter what. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, yeah, is there anything more exciting? I I think I think it's really fantastic that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are playing together because they can both discuss at practice how much they obsess about being in LeBron's shadow. This is going to be so (laughs) much fun to watch those two. Like, here's the thing. There's no secret that I'm not a Kevin Durant fan. I'm not. I'm not one at all. I don't like him. I I don't wish him well most times. Uh, But I'm happy to watch him play basketball because he's very talented. He is, in my own podcast we talked about, I, I put him as second in the NBA as far as talent goes. I think that's great. But I'm not sold on the Brooklyn Nets like everyone else is. Like everyone's like, oh, this team's this team. And when they blow out the 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 Westbrookless and Bradley Bealless Wizards with like the worst rated defense in the NBA from last season, or like one of the worst, like it's that's nothing. It's it's why are why are we why are we freaking out right now? I I, I, I you I, can light up Bertons. <laughs> yeah, Bertons wasn't even playing. It was Hachimura <laughs> who was guarding. Him. Hey, if you can light up rook. Hachimura, should, the <laughs> Vegas should have. Basically, right? The Vegas odds on that. I, I I agree with Catherine like wholeheartedly about like the expectations of what they're going to do. I think it's going to be very flashy season. I think it's going to be, I, I've, I've called them uh Clippers East because I think it's exactly what we're going to see. We're going to see a lot of just like kind of cool movements in the regular season is going to be fun here and there. There's going to be a lot of like Kyrie and KD going at each other. There's going to be a lot of chit chatter, chatter back and forth. But once again, I don't see them going further than a second round exit. Like that's exactly where they're headed to be. Uh, probably fifth or fourth in the in the Eastern Conference, which, to be honest, if you're fourth or fifth in the Eastern Conference, you're not that good of a team. Like, I know the Heat made it to the NBA Finals, but I feel like a lot of that came through circumstances and playing uh, within a bubble, and that's why they kind of uh, uh, got there. But I, I just, I'm just not sold on this team. Once you once you move down from those two players, what else do you have? What like we're talking? Karis Levert's minutes are going to get pushed back. You have Dinwiddie in a weird position now too, as well. And I, I do love the big. I do got to give it up for Jared Allen and. Um, and uh, DeAndre Jordan. That's fun to see those two out there. But beyond that, I'm not sold on that team. I feel like there's just they're missing a piece. They're missing another piece. They're missing that third kind of individual who can like give those like a Lou Williams or something like that, which would be perfect because once again, Clippers East, you know, so it's it's exciting basketball to watch Kevin Durant kind of do his thing. But once again, I don't wish the Brooklyn Nets any uh, any good any good fortune at all. <laughs> well, Joe Harris and Timothy Luau Cabarro. Are absolutely furious at you right now. I'd let them be. Uh, I want them Jordan, to be. Dorian Prince and Jeff Green, they're like, we're all so mad. <laughs> um, and I can't think of any more role players uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Vaughn? Jacques? No, that was the coach. Cheers. Okay. Yeah. You know Ooh, what? They should have given an opportunity <laughs> to. Yeah. Yeah, um, they should have. That was weird. I'm going to say this. Uh, I think it is going to be must watch TV. Uh, a non-Raptors thing I'm pretty excited for is uh, it's just a couple preseasons, but I'm kind of excited to see like guns a blazing Steph Curry back in the league. Yeah. I enjoy watching him. And I think, you know, just Another one of Allen's nemesis, I feel. <laughs> I, I know. I, the weird, I, my Steph Curry kind of thing, I, I like Steph Curry. I just don't like the way people boost him to, like, this exalted, like, one of the top ten players in the NBA or of all time. I'm like, he's the best shooter of all time. Full stop. I'm hitting all Allen's sensitive spots. <laughs> as soon as I said that Steph Curry thing, it's the same reaction when I told you my fantasy team. <laughs> I could see it in your eyes. I should not you play poker. I should not play poker. Everything's right here. Without me saying a word. Um, but it's love too, you know? Mm. Because it's not it's not forceful judgment. It's like a huh. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's good you drafted JV and Fucevic. No, I JV's a good pickup though. He's gonna get right? you some double doubles. Okay, some good, I'm starting to come to earth a bit here. Um but uh, we've made it to quickish questions. You want to do some wait? <gasps> Can I say what I'm looking forward to? That's not Raptors related. Please, sir. Who is this? No, do you have a sting hey, for that? <laughs> I should. Oh, wow. Okay. I should because it's a bit petty. But you know what, Marcus? Uh, Marcus and Serge Ibaka, they they walked off the team and left us. They thought that they couldn't give us what they needed, or they were gonna do better somewhere else. And the one thing that I'll take uh, I'll take a bit of joy in is that 
I can I can't guarantee that the Raptors are going to win or lose, but I can guarantee that both those guys will not be sipping champagne at the end of the year. Oh, I think one of them will be. Possibly one, but not both. One yeah. of them's going to go. Damn, I should have stayed with the Raps. Yeah. Looking at you, Serge. <laughs> Matt. Wow. Okay, Matt. <laughs> awesome. And as fast as he showed it. We need to do this more just so Matt can do that Luke Skywalker thing he just did. Cool. <laughs> like, is Luke Skywalker battling the Force? No, he's dead. What? <laughs> um, so, uh, okay, let's do let's do some goddamn quickish questions, uh, Maddie. <laughs> Uh, I know you're there, even if it's like in a ghostly <laughs> way. Uh, please, sir, give me that quickish questions sting. Quickish questions. <laughs> now I don't know if you could hear the water pour, but I feel like I really timed it out with the song. <laughs> Woo! We're, we're pros around here. Um, this is Quickie's <laughs> Questions. You all know it well. Uh, I'm going to stutter. I'm going to slur. I'm going to misread a comma. I might have a stroke mid-sentence. Um, <laughs> I'll get confused. Uh, maybe I'm near a window. Something could happen there. Um, and that's fine. You have to answer as quick as humanly possible, uh, as directly as you can. Uh, you can't phone a friend. Can't waste any time. Uh, Matt? You sometimes find a way to stall. That's absolutely unacceptable. I think it's a uh, skill. It's a skill, uh, but you know, no filibustering here. Uh, <laughs> we want quick answers. Uh, are we? Are we all ready? Are we good. Bit of a soft intro. Sorry there. Uh, okay, we're gonna go, Catherine, Alan, Matt, Catherine. Does Malachi Flynn? make all rookie this year yes Alan what are we gonna do with all that cap space now uh team hot tubs baby <laughs> team hot tubs they don't already have hot tubs more Matt more. <laughs> Matt which hot raptor yep. will dominate in a spelling bee ooh in a spelling bee, um, I'm gonna go with Matt Thomas. I feel like he would uh, he'd be really good at that. Okay. Hmm. Um, Catherine, where should Malachi have his first Toronto dinner? God, not Cactus Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that place is yeah, a nightmare. Bad memories. Malachi would let in. God, <laughs> they do their little like too dark. Sorry. <laughs> Um, he, well, he, he kind of said this thing about liking rotis. So he should, the, the best one downtown that I'm aware of is called Randy's Roti. It's on Young by Davenport and they have the best, um, doubles actually. They have the best doubles. Really? In, in like down, like in like downtown. Cause they're not I'm easy a, to get here. I'm a Pam's roti guy, so. Oh yes, you but, are. But where's, but where's that? Um, Dufferin. Dufferin you know what? We're it's oh, a city okay. filled so with different neighborhood. I don't imagine guy. Malachi is settling into the Dufferin and Bloor <laughs> neighborhood. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he still go there because the library likes architecture. Okay, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. There's, <laughs> like, there's a Popeyes Toronto, nearby, Toronto. you know. The Walmart's there. It's yeah, true. the Walmart pilgrimage. That's yeah, always yeah, good. Yeah. Um, okay, Alan. Yo. Where do you think uh, Space Jam? Oh, sorry. Where do you think will Space Jam, a new legacy video game, end up in the greatest video games of all time list? Ooh, uh, right in front of NBA or the street ball to uh, the street ball game, but above NBA Jam. Whoa, that makes okay. sense. Did I make sense with that? I don't think I did. In between those two, I would think. no, it made some sense. <laughs> um, and I, I'm just gonna throw just for just for the fun of it. Uh, the first thing that comes to my head, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this an all play because um, that's it for the questions. But I want to just do 
one fun I'll play. Let's see. The Raptors are in Tampa Bay. We already did gifts to Tampa Bay. What about what about this? If the Raptors somehow win it all in Tampa Bay, like win the championship, what do you think, Matt, starting with you, in one word, the description of the season would be? Uh, <laughs> Actually, okay, scrap the one word. That's a bit much. <laughs> Give me a one-sentence description of the Raptors winning in Tampa. Um, a dolphin riding into the sunset. Okay. Catherine? Oh, we're all answering this? Yeah, yeah. You're, we're all answering my stupid question for some reason. <laughs> Catherine's just not having it. You know? I mean, my one word, my one word, honestly, <laughs> sorry, Freddie. My one word would have just been like, whoa, because nobody would see that. <laughs> okay, you know what? This question, it's, it's back to being good. Yeah. Uh, it's been a fun ride, Alan. Uh, it's the answer's choice, really, at this point. I, I think a, a headline says "Lightning strikes twice in Tampa Bay." Wow! Yeah. Wow! Okay, that's it. That's that's why you fish through your brain and you ask a dumb question. Love going third gives me all the time to think. <laughs> um, guys, that's it for the pod. That's it for our our first live pod. Thank you. Oh, thanks Sonar. Thank uh, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, yeah. Alan. Um yeah, check check the links, subscribe, all uh, you know, share, rate us, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um Catherine, uh what's up? Can you can you plug your awesome pod for these for these amazing people? Yeah, uh, I have a podcast called the Buckets and Tea NBA Show. We're now live on the Barn Burner Network, and we're live every Friday night at nine. And the podcast goes up uh, every Monday, and you can subscribe on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah. and I guess my social—I don't know—you uh, can follow me on Twitter, or Instagram at it's me underscore Catherine C A T H R Y N. Love it. Yep. Um, Alan, what's up? Uh, you could find me on Twitter at the Alan Shane and then on Instagram at Alan Shane. I didn't get uh, sync those two up. I should have. I didn't think about it. Uh, but also <laughs> <laughs> somebody has either one on, other, on both platforms. So I'm like, I give up. You're give both up. struggling to think up. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, uh, Alan, since you've been on your, your new show, can you say you've tried the best cake you've ever had yet? Uh, I've had some of the best baked goods that I've like flavors that I didn't like, I didn't think were possible out there. So I will say that, uh, but I didn't get to taste everything cause of COVID, but I tasted, uh, Ooh. some, some good sweeties. Nice. Um, yeah. And, uh, also, yeah, I got my own basketball, uh, pod, uh, which we've had Freddie and Catherine on, uh, it's called uh, below the hardwood. It, you can find it on Spotify and, uh, and, uh, uh, Apple podcast. So, uh, check it out. We have some fun stuff there too. Hell yeah. Basketball all around. Um, good sweets all around. Matt, um, yeah, if you feel like we're good to go, please just give me the okay. I think we're okay. <laughs> I mean, right. I still think we're live. So there's. Yeah. <laughs> also, Matt, whatever yeah, webcam we're, you're we're... using, amazing. Crisp. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I've got the, the HD. Uh, I bought it a while ago for when we were actually trying to do live streaming years ago. Um, so I was like, well, why don't I just plug this sucker in and uh, uh, crisp up a little bit, you know? Because yeah. um, thanks for noticing. What is this webcam? <laughs> yeah. What, what happened? Are, it's are it's just a Logitech uh, thing, HD 1080p type of deal. You know, got it off of Amazon and it's just great because, you know, you can you can really take it for a spin, you know. Which, oh, geez. Merry Christmas, everybody. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Those lights look like they're up there year round. I got to say. <laughs> I feel like we're lost in Matt's fun house now. <laughs> Uh, I, I approve of the, the okay yeah thanks thanks Chris just a quick like Chris Wilson just shouting out the proper pronunciation of uh of Tyrese Halliburton 
Wait, is that still the wrong one? Okay. No, that's the right one now. Okay, that's so. (laughs) That he finally got. He just embarrassed himself in front of National Podcast Network. Come on now. (laughs) I know. That's, uh, I I have a feeling like all these podcasters are going to like kick the shit out of me tonight. Um, did we thank Stacy? Stacy, you've done a great job of uh, producing Stacey, this live you. stream. Stacy McGonagall, uh, you know, check Marianne out her podcast, Regulars. It's hilarious. Um, still laughing about an episode where where uh, Jason's mic was all messed up. It just you gotta listen to it. He sounds insane. That's um, very nice. Thank you so much. You're all the best. I've learned so much tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Stacy. Well, hey, we're happy to. Educate? That just sounds weird. Thanks for listening. <laughs> oh, do my roadcaster pros. I like it. <laughs> it's a treat. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. For anyone who tuned in live, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Appreciate everybody. It.